Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Let's consider the case that perhaps the way forward for the war in Ukraine is more, more weapons, more money funneled by the U.S. and its allies to Ukraine's forces trying to kick Russia out of their country. Two giants of the national security establishment are making that case. In the Washington Post, the piece by former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates is headlined, Time is Not on Ukraine's Side. And Condoleezza Rice joins us now from her office at Stanford University. Secretary Rice, welcome. Thank you. So make the case in a war that has already caused so many casualties, so much suffering. Why do you believe the way forward is something that that sounds an awful lot like escalation? Well, the uh, escalation of this war is uh, Vladimir Putin's escalation. He continues to use essentially terrorist tactics against the Ukrainian population with the bombing of civilian targets, the infrastructure, the grid. But the fact is, the Ukrainians are fighting, and they're fighting hard, and they're fighting effectively. And we've never done very well when we stood by and waited for the war to come to us. And so our argument, Rob Gates and and my argument, is simply let's have a sense of urgency about getting everything to the Ukrainians that they need to fight this war on the behalf of people who believe that the international system cannot allow an aggressor to win who simply intended to extinguish its smaller neighbor. Why not, the basic question, but why not try to negotiate a ceasefire? Why isn't that the path forward? Well, first of all, uh, that's going to have to be, and the Biden administration has been absolutely right about this, that's going to have to be a Ukrainian decision. After all that they've suffered, after the war crimes that have been committed, after the destruction of their country, to tell them now, negotiate now, I think would not be morally uh, acceptable. Uh, There will eventually be a ceasefire and a negotiation. Our job as Ukraine's uh, partner in this is to simply help them be in the very best position possible when that negotiation takes place. And that, unfortunately, is not right now. Vladimir Putin, and we're seeing uh, what is going on around Flaret, what they, the Russians seem to be intent on doing is trying to at least secure uh, territory in uh, Donetsk, uh, maybe in Luhansk. Because Putin set off, he he cut off his own off-ramp, Mary Louise, when he uh, decided to annex that territory, when he decided to call it Russia, uh, he now will not negotiate what he has called Russian territory. And so we have to be prepared for the fact that this will probably go on. It may go on for some time. But we have to leave the Ukrainians or help them to leave themselves in the best possible position when uh, those negotiations take place. And that means not now. Is it possible, Secretary Rice, for the U.S. and our NATO allies to do what you're calling for, to dramatically and quickly increase military aid without provoking a direct confrontation with Russia? Well, the way to not have a direct confrontation with Russia is to make sure that Russia uh, is deterred from perhaps uh, expanding this war into places where we have an Article 5 commitment like Poland. Uh, The way to avoid uh, escalation with Russia is to show Vladimir Putin that he cannot win on the aggression that he has carried out. And we're not talking here about uh, giving the Ukrainians uh, the means to, to march to Moscow. We're talking about the means 
to uh, protect, defend, and in fact take back uh, some of the territory that the Russians have illegally uh, seized and decided to make Russia. A lot of this has been already uh, authorized. Uh, the, the money has been authorized. What we're really arguing for is let's try to anticipate, let's be very urgent about getting them what they need, and let's remember that uh, they're fighting uh, the fight of those who believe in a rule of law in international politics. Does the caution recently voiced by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, by General Milley, give you pause? This is the highest ranking military officer in the U.S. He says he does not see a full military victory for Ukraine coming anytime soon. Should the U.S. really be pushing more weapons with urgency into a conflict that he doesn't see Ukraine winning soon? Well, with all due respect to uh, our leaders, we also uh, thought at one point that Kiev was going to fall in five days. So I think it's probably not wise to predict what the Ukrainians can achieve. Uh, And our goal has to be to give them as much as they possibly need to achieve as much as they possibly can. And I think if you'd asked our leaders, our intelligence folks, uh, at the beginning of this in February 24th, would we be sitting here almost a year later saying the Russians have achieved essentially none of their strategic goals? People would have thought that unlikely. Another challenge is one that you anticipated in your piece. You wrote, quote, increasingly members of Congress and others in our public discourse, in our American public discourse, ask, why should we care? This is not our fight. Secretary Rice, what is your answer? My answer is that we want an international system, a world order, in which countries don't have the right, just because they're bigger, to extinguish their smaller neighbors. That has implications for uh, China and Taiwan. That has implications across the globe. And uh, we just never done very well when we assumed that uh, either it would these, these uh, struggles would go away or we would be kept out of them. We did think that in 1914. We did think that in 1941 until Pearl Harbor. We did think that until 2001 when it came to our own shores. And so, yes, it's a heavy burden, uh, but we are the only power that shares the values and the interests of an international system that protects freedom, that protects the weaker from the stronger. And uh, we are not this time being asked to spill American blood to do that. We're simply being asked to give the Ukrainians the tools. They're more than willing, we can see to make this their fight, to tell them we'll leave them to the tender mercies of the Russians because we can't spend the money to get military equipment to them. I think that would be an abdication of who we are, what we've been, and, by the way, an abdication of the possibility of defending ourselves. Condoleezza Rice was Secretary of State from 2005 to 2009. Secretary Rice, thank you. Thank you very much. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash on investing or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. 
It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.